Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by AllSteelers.com. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk, live from the NFL Combine. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined every Monday and Wednesday by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash Talk and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. And today we're breaking down everything that we have gathered, I guess would be the word, forged and gathered from the NFL Combine here at day one. It is a beautiful day in Indianapolis, Indiana. We survived a tornado to get here, which is great. We were going to do this on one screen, and then the microphones just decided they weren't working the way that we wanted them to do. So here we are, but either way, I got a very nice background. It worked out very well. I feel my friend. How's Indianapolis treating you? Feeling good. Yeah, we have survived many trials, many tribulations, but we are here. We are recording <laughs> our podcast. I like the way you described foraging and gathering the information we got today because this first day, you know, my first impression of it, it's not super straightforward. You know, um, NFL GMs aren't going to give you all their secrets in on the first day in a very public press conference with tons of TV cameras and stuff around them. Um, so you got to really kind of read between the lines a little bit, but, um, you were able to get some some time with Omar Khan too, and get some some information straight from the horse's mouth too. It's a it's a nice way to get your feet wet, I guess, into Combine Week. Yeah, it definitely is, and I think day one, just like you said, like it's a bunch of GMs who are going to talk. A lot of them are going to talk about more than the NFL draft. Omar Khan talked about how him and Cam Sutton have already started negotiating a new contract. How Alex Smith is a guy that they want to keep. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, we'll get into that one, and then they do talk about the NFL draft, but they don't really give you a a very specific rundown of how they're approaching it. Nobody sits around and goes, oh, yeah, we're actually thinking about Joey Porter Jr. with the 17th pick in the draft, and if he's there at 13, we're going to make a trade up for him. Nobody says that. They they leave some hints. They drop a little bit of a nutshell here, a little bit of a nutshell there. They let you do your uh, your foraging and your gathering, as we're going to say, and then uh, you know, you, your job is to go put the pieces together as a journalist, which uh, – I think we've done a good job of here in day one. Omar Khan did talk. He talked twice. He talked to a little group of Steelers media first for about 15 minutes, and then he talked to everybody at the podium for another 15 minutes. Uh, Gave pretty much new news for every part of it. Uh, the The little media group gave plenty, started with Cam Sutton, obviously talked about, you know, everything, including his thoughts on Jordan Addison and then, the second one 
was more of like, hey, what does it mean to be the new GM? How are your and Andy Weidel's roles going? Um, what did you learn at the Senior Bowl? Are you approaching the offensive line, defensive line, that kind of stuff? Are you open to trading up or trading back? Uh, so gave plenty of information. I, I do want to start there with what he talked about. The big thing I think for me taking away was, and I think what a lot of other people took away from this is that Mitch Trubisky is here to stay. He's not going anywhere. The Steelers want Mitch Trubisky around. He was obviously down in Florida with Kenny Pickett, Deontay Johnson, Calvin Austin, George Pickens, all those guys last week. $10 million cap hit. The Steelers would save $8 million if they cut him today. But Omar Khan said that he wants him around long term, not even right now, but for a long time. Loves the connection there. Wants a quality backup quarterback. Didn't talk contract, but... I think you could kind of assume that that means that they'll renegotiate and maybe extend him for a year or two. But I think maybe we put the stamp on Mitch Trubisky as the QB two for the Steelers this season. Yeah, which is really interesting. I don't think either of us would have guessed that walking into the NFL combine today, walking into that press conference with with Omar Khan. Um, quite frankly, it's a little. It seems a little weird to me. You know, I I feel like they had options. Um, you know, whether it be the draft or, you know, free agency or a trade or something like that. Um, they had other avenues to go besides Mitch Trubisky. Um, and, you know, it, it might not have been what I do, but clearly they see something in him. They saw something in the relationship with Kenny Pickett. Um, it, it's it, it's interesting. I think especially the not just we'll keep him around for this year, but we're thinking about him as a piece long term. That's That was the most interesting part to me. Yeah, I, I don't know. What what do you think long-term means? To me, it's like how long can you stay here? Because I look at Mitch Trubisky as a guy that he's not going to be cool with just being a career backup. I think he's going to want, especially not in Pittsburgh. Like It's not like, oh, man, I can't wait to back up Kenny Pickett my whole career or for the remainder of my career. Yeah, it's good money. It's really good money if you're Mitch Trubisky, and it's a, it's a job. It's security. But I would imagine the number two pick in the draft a couple of years ago wants – one more shot to go prove himself somewhere. What do you look at long-term? What is long-term to Mitch Trubisky? Two years, four years, the rest of his career? It can't be more than two years, right? Like there is uh, like four years. I don't know. That just seems like a dead end for everyone. Um, yeah. At a certain point, you got to think about upgrading that position. Um, it just, it's four, four years would be a lot. Two years seems even like a lot to me too, but you know, I'm not Omar Khan and Omar Khan really must appreciate the relationship more than I do. Um, but, but if you could get him to a cheap deal, cause like, so you'll have to extend him. If you're the Pittsburgh Steelers and you give him $10 million a season and you lose $8 million, you're crazy. doesn't make any sense. You have totally screwed your team out of $8 million. You know, you've done a very bad GM job, but if you could extend him, you extended him only a year. You're saying four years is too long. I agree with that one. Is two like a happy medium, or you're still thinking two is too long on a, well, on, I mean, a, on a much lesser money deal? Well, look, assuming that you have, assuming that you are going to extend him, if I was in Omar Khan's position, I probably wouldn't have said that we're going to keep him around even this year. But like you know, assuming assuming that your goal is to extend him, I I don't see any value in extending him past two years. Um, you extend him one more year, probably like past. So when you say two years, you're talking. Past 23, this. 24. Yeah. Okay. Two more seasons. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that that's fine to me, I guess, if you wanna if you wanna extend him, but you don't know exactly what the landscape's gonna look like in 2024. You don't know what your team is exactly gonna look like in 2024. Um to extend 
to tie yourself to Mitch Trubisky for that long seems seems not very prudent to me. Um, it doesn't seem because the other thing is, if you want to keep him around, you're probably going to be able to. I, I don't expect that after two years of being a being a backup to Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky going to create a lot more of value for himself. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I think the the thing that's out to me about the Mitch Trubisky thing is that Omar was also somewhat open that the Steelers are interested in drafting a cor- a quarterback. Yeah. And to me, uh, like I've been pushing you should draft a quarterback. I think I'm the only one who's been on the draft a quarterback train. I think it makes total sense. I think it's what they wanted to do with Chris Oladokun last year was for him to be that third guy that kind of meshes into that second guy over time. I think that makes a lot of sense for the Steelers, but how long are you going to let that guy sit as the third quarterback? You know, is it going to be longer than a season? Is it going to be, I think you have, like you can't, if you're the Steelers and you look at this situation, you cannot sit there and say, okay, this is Mitch's last year with us. If they want to keep him, they got to keep him for at least another season after this one. Cause you have to extend him to lower that cap. hit. You have to at least try. Do you draft a guy still and then say, okay, well, you know, you're, you got two years of sitting on the bench as the third guy, and then maybe you'll be our number two. I mean, maybe a seventh-round pick, that's all you're good for. Maybe that's totally fine. That's enough developmental time. But I don't think this is as long-term as Omar Khan wants to make it seem. I, I don't think that you know Mitch Trubisky being a career quarterback for the Steelers is something that is realistic in the eyes of anybody. You know, I think Omar kind of... You know, he might want that. The Steelers might want that. But is it going to happen? I don't think so. Yeah, and like you said, like, I don't think Mitch wants that. I don't think the quarterback who would be sitting behind him wants that. Like, uh, that's why I don't think extending him beyond 2024 makes makes much sense at all. Um, yeah. I'm still kind of with you on drafting a quarterback. But if you're going to do that, you, you're not keeping Mitch past 2024, right? Like, you're, I wouldn't keep him past 2023, but right. Well, yeah. and maybe that's the thing, you know. Maybe if you do extend him, you lower the cap hit this year, and then you just cut him next year. But even at that point, like, what are you cutting him for? You know, like you need a third quarterback anyways, so you might as well keep the ones that you got. You know, it's like a Mason Rudolph, Josh Dobbs situation. Maybe somebody calls to to trade for him. I think it makes some sense for the Steelers to hold on to this guy for cheap money if they could get him for much cheaper money. If it if they don't, I don't think it makes any sense. But you know, I think their plan right now, at least, is to extend Mitch, lower that cap hit significantly, draft somebody late, hope that guy turns into the next Mitch, and then move on from there. Proceed, proceed to their next disaster of a backup quarterback situation. Right. I was gonna say, but at some point, at some point, you have to like cut your losses. You know, like. Yeah, at some point you have to say like, okay, we took Mitch in, didn't work out, whatever. You have to kind of own that and and eat it and just move on. Um, yeah. And I just wonder when they're going to do that. This just seems like dragging on an experiment that clearly didn't work for for reasons that I I can't really understand. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's you know the kid shoes with Kenny Pickett is ridiculous in my eyes and is so overblown. It's crazy. Because I think that if you have to have such kid gloves with your starting quarterback, maybe he's not that, maybe this is not that good of a quarterback, you know. And I think Kenny Pickett will be just fine if you let him go and you stopped making moves just to justify 
the easement of Kenny Pickett's development. I don't think it's going to ruin him that his backup quarterback's gone. But in the eyes of Omar Khan and the eyes of Art Rooney, they're like, oh, yeah, let's do it. You know, like, you know, we can't get rid of his OC. It's going to it's going to screw things up. We can't get rid of his backup quarterback. Like, no, well, if you can't do these things and he's not going to be OK. Well, he's not going to be OK. Like one day it's going to come back to bite you in the butt. And right, the, what, what's been one of Kenny's strengths this far? Like adapting, adapting, adversity. like this. Yeah. this I don't know. Like you have to let him grow a little bit. Um, and I feel like they're not letting him grow. Um, and these are just, these are, these seem like scared moves, you know, like yes, retaining, very scared Matt, moves. like retaining Matt, like retaining Matt Canada, keeping Mitch, Mitch around. Like, I, I don't know. It, it seems like they have talked so much about Kenny's toughness and his mental toughness. They talked about it way too much to think that keeping these guys around is, is absolutely essential for for Kenny's development. Yeah, and it's not. And it's 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 a waste of money. It's bad allocation of salary cap, but it's somewhere along the line somebody thought this was a good idea. If I had to take a guess, it was Art Rooney who thinks this is a good idea and people are just like, "All right, well there's nothing we can do here then." Do I agree with it? Not a chance. And I'm not going to agree with it. Even if they even if they do lower his cap hit. Like that's cool. If you could lower his cap hit to 5 million dollars a year, that's that's really good money for a quality backup quarterback. I get it. I still think that how this all started, ridiculous. Way yeah. too overblown. But Absolutely. they could make it work. I think they can make it work where you're less upset about the situation. All right, the other big thing that Jordan – or, yeah, not that Jordan Addison. We'll talk about that later. That Omar Khan wanted to talk about in his press conference was the possibility of moving up. See – I, I like Omar. I like Omar a lot. I think Omar's got a little bit of fire under him. Um, I kind of took away today that this is uh, this is his offseason, and he's looking at it to say, hey, I'm about to shut everybody up and get this. And I don't know who's talking, but I'm about to make my first offseason with the Steelers, one to remember. He started last year with, with the Minka stuff and the Chris Boswell, Deontay Johnson. Like He started hot. Chase Claypool, huge move. Now he's walking in here and he's like, just watch what I could do if I'm just a little bit aggressive. Um, When he was asked about whether or not they'll move up or they'll move back in the draft, he said, all cards are on the table. Every option is out there. If there is a guy, let me pull up the quote. If he's a good football player and we have the opportunity to go get him and we can go get him, we're going to go get him. And in my eyes, that immediately said there is a list of players because that's what the Steelers do. They rank everybody. They go, who's the best player in the draft? Who's the second best player in the draft? Who's the third best player in the draft? Because they're not looking for a position. Last year, they were looking for Kenny Pickett or for a quarterback. This year, they don't got a position. There's, you know, there's all these guys. In my eyes, there are like three or four guys that are on this, you know, eight to 12 range where they're like, if they're sitting there at 12, 13, we're going to get them. And we're gonna we're gonna make our team way better unless there's, you know, there's backup options that they feel very comfortable with. But I would imagine those that there's a couple of those guys sitting there, and I, I definitely took it as watch for the Pittsburgh Steelers because there might be some movement in in the first two rounds for these guys. Yeah, and I, I you know, this is kind of a, a reversal, I guess, of what we just talked about, which was scared moves. This is not a scared move, you know, trading up and. And being really aggressive, swinging for the fences, it's a little unsteelers like to me. You know, it's a little, it's a little less conservative, and I, I like that. I think that's what this team needs now. Um, 
we've talked a lot about how there's just a lot of positions where this team needs an injection of talent. Um, uh, you know, a little spark, a little, I don't know, just something to light a fire under the fan base, under the team, you know, just something excited to rally behind. And I think Omar Khan recognizes that and is ready to swing for the fences a little bit um, within reason, of course, which, which I guess leads me to my next question, which is who do you think those guys are? You know, you mentioned that there's maybe a list of, of players that you think Omar Khan's willing to make a move for. Do you have any, any guesses as to who those guys might be? Yeah, I think I have a couple of names and, and I don't think people are going to be very happy about, you know, the positions that I, I named. Cause I think they're all corners. You know, I think that mm-hmm. if the Steelers find themselves looking at a situation where all four of the top four corners are about to be off the board, they're going to make a move. I don't think it's the same as, Offensive line, I don't think – I didn't get the vibe that, you know, left tackle is a very high priority priority for these guys right now. I didn't get the vibe that offensive lineman as a whole is a high priority for these guys or off-ball linebacker. I, I didn't get the feel for wide receiver. I did get the feel for corner, and he didn't even say anything about corner, but you just got to imagine that those guys have to be super high on the Steelers' board of this is a difference maker to bring in right now. Christian Gonzalez, Devin Witherspoon, Keely Ringo, and Joey Porter Jr. If one of those guys are sitting there at like 12, 13, and you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, I mean, you're at least thinking about it, and I think Omar Khan's going to go, what else do we need? Nothing. Go get a corner. Go get our corner. You know, the guy to play next to Cam Sutton, who we can now expect to be signed, and let's build let's build a defense, you know? Let's put a building block in here and say, well, guess what? Our secondary is now Cam Sutton, Joey Porter Jr., Minka Fitzpatrick, and Terrell Edmonds. Like, that's a damn good secondary. And I, I think that he'll he'll look at those guys and say, we're moving up for him. Yeah, and that, that gets me excited because I feel like one of those guys is going to be there. Um, I do, too. I right. do, too. As, and so that just, I don't know, that makes draft night much more interesting. You know, instead of going for a, a Darnell Wright or something at that number 17 or something like that, you're you're making a move for, like you said, their guy, your guy. Um, yep. Like a guy that you just, you believe in so much. And it's it's one thing to just say, shucks, uh, you know, he's going to go, our guy's going to go before before we can get him, but. I, I really, you know, have a lot more confidence now that they are going to make that move and they are going to make a splash and they are, they're going to kind of a, not announce themselves as back, but announce themselves to say, hey, we're still the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is still a competitive organization that will do everything we can to win instead of kind of living with some conservative moves and saying, oh, we can get value somewhere. No, let's get, let's let's use our let's use what we have at our disposal and let's let's swing for the fences a little bit. Yeah, and I think uh, the thing that also should stand out to people and, and should stand out to people is that if one of those guys is there, if they feel very confident about that 17th pick and who's going to be sitting there, they're going to get a lot of phone calls overnight about that 32nd pick. That's something that I don't think a lot of people realize is that the Steelers will have to go a full 24 hours before that first pick in the second round. Everybody and their mother is going to call looking for that 30-second pick and trying to offer something up to get it. If they could get their guy at 17, if they could get somebody that they feel very confident about in 17, I I would find it 
I don't know. I wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me even in the slightest if they moved back from 32 and got another pick in maybe the second or third round. And now they're rocking with five picks in the first three rounds. And I mean, Omar Khan's guy. I mean, the guy so far very impressive. We'll say very, very impressive. I think that he has done a little wrong and has set up the Steelers for a better draft position in a stacked draft. He he said that a dozen times today. This draft is loaded. There is so much talent in this draft. And I don't think he's looking at, oh, we got to go get our guy. We got to go get this position. We got to fill this position. I think he's looking at it as how many guys can we get out of this draft? Like how many pieces of the puzzle can we add from a loaded draft and build this thing up? And I think that if they can find their guy at 17, I, it, it would it would actually surprise me if they picked that 32, if they could get their guy at 17, unless somebody crazy's there. You know what I mean? Like if, I don't know, somebody nuts. Like if Jordan Addison slides to 32, maybe Jordan Addison's the guy there because at that point he's by far the best name on the board. There's nothing you could do about it. But if there's a lot of guys or there's nobody that's really standing out, then eh, it would shock me if they're still there. Yeah, and this goes back to, I think, a conversation we had at the senior bowl on this podcast, but there's some freedom in having a lot of team needs, uh, especially in a draft like this. Um, you can swing for the fences and you can just kind of pick the best player available. You're not getting caught up in, in need. Maybe, you know, not that, that Kenny was a bad pick last year, but they were kind of tied to quarterbacks because they needed a quarterback. They're not, they're not as tied to one position now. Um, and they don't need, they don't need just one top end talent at one position. They need, a lot of talent, a lot of positions, and there's some freedom in that, which is which is a good thing for the Steelers. Yeah, it's going to be so. If, if if you could walk away with anything from day one, and if I walked away from anything listening to Omar Khan, which, you know, Kevin Colbert has always given little nuggets here and there from the NFL Combine that I feel very good about. But if there's one thing that I've walked away from today is that Omar Khan is ready to change the game. He's not. He does not care whatsoever about how the Steelers have done it. He knows how the Steelers have done it. He's worked here forever. He's got that embedded in his blood. It's not, he, he carries it with him. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't have to learn how to do it the Steelers way and then fight to get it his own way. He knows how to do it the Steelers way. He's going to do it the Steelers way. He's going to do it the Omar Khan way and the Steelers way. And I think that combination is going to be deadly. And Steelers fans should be, uh, they should be very excited about what this guy's going to bring to the table at the NFL draft and here at the combine too. Last thing I want to talk about from Omar today is Jordan Addison. I've let his name slip out of my mouth like a dozen times during this podcast. Don't know why. I think it's because I've just been waiting to talk about him. Um, he was brought up. There was literally nothing said. Somebody asked about him. ESPN's Brooke Pryor asked about him and teaming him up with Kenny Pickett. He said, yeah, you're probably going to have to ask Kenny about that one, but Jordan Addison is a really good player. That was the whole quote. Jordan Addison is a really good player. Moved on to the next question. I think you could take this one of two ways. One, they have no interest in Jordan Addison, which is my initial thought. My initial thought was they could care less about Jordan Addison because then he talked about Calvin Austin like three times and how excited they were to have Calvin Austin back and how excited they are about that room in, in all, as a whole. Or you could look at it and say, well, last year they didn't say anything about Kenny Pickett except for that he's a good football player. And they made sure nobody thought that they liked him. And then, boom, they drafted him. And they talked so highly about he was their top guy the whole draft process. Maybe they're doing it again with Jordan Pickett or with uh, Jordan Addison. I don't know. Well, I mean, 
look like he said ask you have to ask Kenny about it. People have asked Kenny about it. Kenny's not oh, shy. Ken, Kenny, yeah, Kenny, Kenny loves wants. Jordan. Kenny wants yeah. him so bad. Um, and so I, I don't know. They have also said that they have tapped. Uh, they've picked Kenny's brain about his former pit teammates and. Jordan's one of those former pit teammates. There are a bunch of them here, and Jordan's one of them. Um, I, I have no doubt that Kenny said nothing but good things about about Jordan, um, about his ability, about his work ethic, about his smarts. Um, and I can't imagine he would have said anything different in those meetings. Um, so yeah, yeah I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's completely impossible that the Steelers could could reach for him at, at one of those picks. I don't like you said, I don't think they'll pick him at, at 17. He's not one of those guys they'll move up for, but he could be there at 32. Um, that's the beauty of that 32nd pick is it at the end of the first round, you, you can usually find some gems and that's essentially what that, that second round pick is. It's a, it's a first rounder. So let me ask this. We talked about moving up with 17. Jordan Addison's sitting there at like 25. Do the Steelers make a move and trade back in and go get Jordan Addison and, and shock the world? Could you imagine? There's a lot of trade-ups, you know, Lamar Jackson. Um, I don't know. I can't. Lamar Jackson's a big one. Tim Tebow was one of them at one point. Uh, There's always been those trade-ins where everybody's like, oh, my gosh, they know what they're doing. This is huge. Jordan Addison would light Steelers Nation on fire, on fire, if they traded back into the first round to get him. Do you see that as a possibility? I don't know. You know, I I don't know. I, I don't see it. You know, my first instinct is to is to say no, but they have a I don't know. The the fact that they have so many other picks makes it the more I think about it, the the less impossible it does seem. Yeah. Um, the, as I pitched it, I convinced myself it could happen. It could very much so happen. I just don't see like why not? You know, why not? Right, and it's just like, I don't know. This is a passing league. Like, I, I feel like they can kind of read the writing on the wall. They can see what everyone. They can see what people in their own division did, did and didn't do. They can see what the Bengals did do. They can see what the Ravens didn't do. Building around their respective really young, really good quarterbacks, you got to wonder, like, why? Again, like, why not? Like, I, I really doubt it would be. There would maybe be some opportunity lost from not taking, you know your corner or your offensive lineman or your defensive lineman, whatever, there'd be some opportunity cost there. But like I, I watched Jordan Addison and Kenny Pickett throw touchdowns to each other in person at, at Heinz field when I was at Pitt, and it was pretty impressive. And I, I have no doubt that like they would be a special connection again in the NFL. It would, it would work. You just have to consider what you're losing by not picking someone else and by giving up those picks to, to get. Yeah. To. I think that's the thing, though, is, okay, so if you get a corner at 17, if you get your guy at 17, and then you feel very good about your offensive line, because Omar Khan said 10 times that they feel very good about the offensive line, you probably go and sign an inside linebacker, I would imagine. You already got Terrell Edmonds back, hopefully. You got Cam Sutton back, hopefully. You don't really have a ton of holes. You got to go find a defensive line, but guess what? You still got another pick coming up at 49. Really good defensive linemen are probably going to be there at 49. Right. I don't know. You give up 20, you give up 32, and you give up 80. Go get Jordan Addison? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe at that point it's just who's the best player on the va- on the field or on the on the board. Jordan right. Addison by a mile. Right. Well, and sometimes it's not. And sometimes you don't need to overthink it. Like sometimes you don't yeah. need to just – sometimes you just got to make a 
make a reach for a really good player and it and it works and figure everything else out later. Um, yeah, especially with that, like you, it's like, oh, okay, well, if they were adding another running back situation, if they're adding another like a third corner situation or fourth corner situation, you know, a fourth safety situation, uh, a fourth inside linebacker situation, a fourth outside linebacker situation, your fifth wide receiver in a league where wide receivers dominate everything. And he already has the repertoire with Kenny Pickett. I just, if it was a different wide receiver, that's right. much less likely. But the right. fact I'm that not, Jordan Addison. Right. I'm not moving up for Quentin Johnson. No, or no, no, no. Nobody else. Literally not another one. Right. This is, this is the guy. Um, yeah, I absolutely agree. It, it almost makes too much sense. Quite honestly. It does almost make too much. As I was pitching it, I was just like, I wonder if that's on their, their mind right now. I wonder if that's what they meant by this. I literally wrote an article today about how Jordan Addison just, you know, I didn't, I didn't get a spark when Omar Khan was talking about Jordan Addison. I have now talked myself into there is a huge spark and they are hoping that he slides to whatever so that they can move up and trade back in and get him and just explode Steelers Nation. If Omar Khan walks out of day one of the NFL draft with, I don't know, Joey Porter Jr. and Jordan Addison, you don't have to do anything else. You've won. You won. You won the draft. You like, you guys, no, I, people wanted two two names. You got them. You did your job. Good for you. Let's go to the season. Let's head to the season. See what happens. Right. Well, yep. and every other pick is gravy. Like every other pick, you can is, is go find a defensive spend. lineman somewhere in the third round or the second round. If you could do that and still have the 49th pick in the draft, Omar Khan is a wizard. A wizard. A wizard, but he is a wizard. That's the thing is he's already been of his entire career. So to say these things are like, eh, maybe it wouldn't happen. I don't know. I have a hard time telling myself that you have to down downgrade what Omar Khan is capable of doing. So there you go, Steelers Nation. Pittsburgh's going to walk out of here. The Steelers are going to walk out of here. Day one of the NFL draft with two superstars. Trade back in. Do something that nobody believes they ever do ever. But they're going to get their guys. And that's how we're feeling. That's how we're feeling at the end of day one at the NFL Combine. And with that, we're heading out. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk. Like and review us anywhere you get your podcasts. And also like and share this video on YouTube. Check out all of our work at allsteelers.com and at insidethepanthers.com. I will be back on Friday with Derek to bring you a recap of everything that happens here in Indianapolis. Enjoy your week. Peace. <laughs>